0: Time now for business with Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles, and Pushpay's takeover, takeover offer is on life support. Kia ora to Yamani We thought that offer, $1.5 billion worth, had been dead, if not quite buried, last uh, Friday. There was a deadline uh, that ends today for the two sides to agree it was all done and dusted and over. But uh, the unsuccessful bidders have come back and asked for more time to see if they can come up with a better deal. Shareholders rejected those, uh, that offer uh, from the two largest shareholders last week, but uh, they have now given themselves a new deadline until the close of market on Monday as the bidders talk to select shareholders. Stuart Williams, head of equities at NICO Asset Management, which was opposed to the offer and stood up quite publicly to say so, suspect that a better offer is coming.
1: Our view would be that you know there's an increase um, should come if they want to own it. If they don't want to own it, I guess the market's got a lot more information. Other people who may be interested in uh, push pay have got a lot more information about where an independent values it, and they will also have an idea about what the local market thinks of valuation. So. Um, you know, different people may interpret that and, um, you know, there may be someone else who emerges. But I suspect at this stage that Bidco wants to maintain the advantage they've got at this point, which is that they've got a right to um, increase the offer or to, I guess, to walk away ultimately, but m- more likely to increase the offer. Well, so Stuart Williams
0: of uh, Nico Asset Management, he says they haven't been approached by either push pay or the bidders about a possible new offer but says if they do, it would be sensible to ask them about the right price. Small independent power generators say they're at risk from proposed Resource Management Act reforms. The Natural and Built Environment Bill is currently going through Parliament. It would give major hydro schemes connected to the national grid a 35-year water consent. That's the current rule for all generators, big or small. But the new bill would suggest that for small schemes, that consent would be reduced to 10 years. There are 43 small generators producing enough power for more than 130,000 homes. That's about the size of Christchurch. They're generally in isolated areas, such as the West Coast, where they provide about two-thirds of power. The head of the Independent Electricity Generators Association, Warren McNabb, says that's a direct threat to their future and will stifle investment in upgrading or building new schemes.
1: The key point is you can't operate a long-term 7,500-year-old hydro power station if you only can use your water and generate cash flow for just 10 years. You also um, uh, have to appreciate that these small power schemes, if they're going to have to reconsent three times more often than they do at the moment, and it's going to impose a whole lot of costs on them that's disproportionate to their size.
0: Warren McNabb says local power schemes provide resilience to smaller communities. They offer renewable energy when the country's trying to decarbonise and help reduce costs of building major transmission infrastructure as well. Well, Property Council says there needs to be a collective approach to solving housing market issues, such as shortages, affordability, homelessness and standards. The Property Council is holding a residential development summit this week, uh, featuring local and international uh, experts on a range of topics. Council's Chief Executive Leonie Freeman says the sector, which includes industry, government, iwi and other groups, needs to work together to address critical housing shortages, especially in Auckland.
1: People are doing some fantastic work right across the whole housing continuum, but it's not joined up. And I, I think this is the one shift that we need to, to make. And it's worked overseas. You know, this collective impact approach has actually worked to solve some really complex large-scale, seemingly intractable social problems. So, yes, I'd like to see
0: it here. Leonie Freeman says the sector needs a long-term plan to address housing issues which uh, transcend the vagaries of the three-year political cycle. the well, US share markets took a sizable tumble overnight, more than 1% for the three main indices, after the head of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, warned there could be further hefty rate rises if inflation data justifies it. That was interpreted to point to a 50 basis point rise at the next meeting and for rates staying higher for longer. The chief economist at the Millikan Institute think tank, William Lee, says the Fed is paying the price for starting late in rate rises. Paul told us he's definitely going to be doing more depending upon how the data come in. So look at the next two weeks' worth of data and look at the CPI, the employment numbers and the retail sales. If it continues as strong as, as, as it has been in January, you betcha it's going to be as, uh, full speed ahead and rates are going up. That's William Lee of the Millican Institute. Well, that's a timely segue to go into what's happening on financial markets. I'm joined by Brad Gordon of Hobson Wealth. Kira, to you, Brad. Uh, As we were hearing there, the uh, main U.S. markets all sharply lower after Powell was talking more rates, uh, hefty rates uh, for longer.
1: Yes, well, he's mainly worried about those persistent services inflation numbers. The goods inflation looks like it's sort of come under control now. But um, it's those services as they reestablish, I guess a lot of those are associated with tourism and travel um, as as airlines and the like uh, rebuild their services. Well, so as you
0: as you brokers are willing to say, uh, you know, if the U.S. markets sneeze, we tend to catch a bit of a cold. Is that the case?
1: Well, that, that's the big thing for markets. The yield curve has become more steeply negative, with the U.S. two-year treasury above five percent, and the ten-year treasury actually falling overnight to three point nine seven percent. So, yes, that's had an impact on the index. Fifty growth index, um, it's down fifty-five points. Uh, not as bad as the U.S. Um, at eleven thousand eight hundred sixty-five. Uh, makes the majors, Auckland Air- Airport down $0.06 cents at $8.62. Chorus down $0.04 cents at $8.17. Pitcher Building down $0.09 cents at $4.65. Fisher and Pako Healthcare up $0.34 cents at $26.49. Bucking the trend, but currency will be helping them. Uh, Mercury Energy down $0.13 cents at $6.36. Meridian down $0.06 cents at $5.20. Pushpay in the news with uh, the amended scheme of arrangement unchanged at $1.23.
0: Uh, Just a headline for Australia and then the currency, please.
1: Uh, A very similar story for the S&P ASX 200, currently down 52 points or 0.7% at 7,312. Moving to the dollar, New Zealand dollar is buying 92.78 Australian cents, 61.16 US cents against the Japanese yen at 83.87, against the Great Britain pound sterling at 0.5169 and against the euro at point five seven. 9.5, Nine five, the New Zealand Trade Weighted Index at 71.
0: Interest rates, oil and gold, please.
1: The three-month bank bill rate at 5.22%, 10-year government bond rate at 4.6%, Brent crude at 8,308 US dollars and spot gold at 1,813 US dollars.
0: Thank you very much. That's Brad Gordon from Hobson Wealth. Time for one other item of business news. Ryman Healthcare, the retirement village operator, struck a novel cut-price power deal. It signed up in advance to be the sole customer of a Northern solar farm that's yet to be built. What's called a sleeved arrangement. An Australian firm, Solar Bay, will build and operate the farm. It will sell the power to Mercury, which in turn will guarantee supplies to Ryman. Business news and numbers updated for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, buddy, that's uh, Korokai Pakehi. Kia ora.